and welcome back for part two. Uh, this is Joker again. I'm a dumbass. And yeah, the echo still continues for part two. Sorry, there is nothing that I am currently aware of to do to fix that. So please, please, please forgive us. Forgive me. I am the idiot that allowed this to happen. But hopefully you will stick around and go on to future episodes. Keep those smiles beaming, peeps. Now enjoy the episode. Anybody listening in audio land, we are going to provide the links to every reference that we're talking about in the show notes below. If you are watching on YouTube, uh, check down in the description. All the references for websites that we use will be in the description below. Also, while you're on the YouTube channel, which is Madhouse Presents Group Therapy, please think about subscribing. It really helps out the lovely, not so lovely, uh, YouTube channel that um, I have kind of just thrown together uh, that currently has all the past Twitch VODs and new recordings that we do. Um, so the last couple are going to be a little bit higher quality, uh, just not as uh, fantastic as they can be just yet. But I'm working on it, people. Please give me time. I am trying to manipulate that into my workflow for the content. Uh, but outside of that, you can check us out on Twitter with MHP Group Therapy. Now here on Twitch, instead of we have, I have changed it to MHP Group Therapy as well. Uh, but also, uh, you can check us out on our individual Twitch channels. Mine is NLMP, and Jordan's is. Unreal Style TTV. So make sure you check us out there. Uh, greatly help us out as streamers slash content creators. Um, I we also have TikTokies, but we'll get to that at the end. So back to the content for the podcast, we've got some uh, trivia thanks to Marvel movies um, fandom. And this is just some stuff that we're going to kind of move through and skim over a little bit. Uh, the first time the popular mutant gambit appeared in any X-Men movie. Well, that as far as a physical appearance, yes. Yeah. Um, but, like I was saying in the last one, it was eluded um, during X-Men Last Stand when uh, Mystique was looking through the files of Stryker. 
Now, oh, that's right. there was a scene where Gambit was actually uh, proposed to uh, show up, but didn't because of budgeting issues and timeline and everything else. But apparently Scott Porter was auditioned for the role of Gambit during Last Stand. David Harbour revealed that he auditioned for Blob, but didn't get it, and joked that he was too fat for the part. Oh, <laughs> wow! That's hilarious. Uh, by the way, David Harbour played in uh, some pretty esteemed movies. Uh, Green Hornet, where he was uh, Scanlan. Um... Quantum of Silas, where he played Greg Bean. He was Dracula in the movie Awake. Um, he played dock work, a dock worker in World, World, World of the Worlds. Holy shit, I can't talk. Um, he played Masters in the Equalizer. He was Dexter uh, Trolliver in uh, Suicide Squad from 2016. He played Hellboy in the newest Hellboy in the 2019 rendition. He was also Jim Hopper in Stranger Things, which is huge, which most people oh, will man. know. I, I forgot that. But he was. I, I haven't watched Stranger Things, so that's not a big stage. I haven't stay. watched it either. But I do know that he was in he, Red Guardian in Black Widow. Ah, okay. There you yeah. go. No, oh, yeah, and. Alright, so, anyway, back to, uh, let's see, so obviously this movie brought together different lures from the comic series, um, obviously, uh, three, or what they say is three generations, so the Wolverine and Sabretooth were created in uh, the 70s, Deadpool was a product of Fabian and Fabian Vesasia and Rob Layfield's work during the 90s. Um, John Wraith was created in the 90s. The Weapon X program first introduced in X-Men by Barry Windsor Smith. Um, in his classic story, Weapon X, which was published in uh, Marvel Comics Presents uh, during Issues 72 to 84 in 1991. <laughs> Year I was born. Ah, oh, I love this. <laughs> so, here's a fun fact. Ryan Reynolds had, had been attached to play uh, Wade Wilson slash Deadpool in the Deadpool solo movies, spearheaded by David S. Goyer sometime after Blade Trinity. Of course, we all know how that down. But, fun fact, Ryan Reynolds is one of two characters, or one of two actors in the Marvel Universe to never actually audition for the character they played. Shocker. The other one was Wesley Snipes as Blade. He was picked. He didn't audition for him. He was picked for that character. 
I mean, to be fair, Wesley Snipes did play Blade pretty good. And in three different movies. Yeah, he did pretty good. So, um, one other fun fact that I read um, somewhere else was prior to this movie, uh, there was actually only one other actor who played the same character in a superhero movie more than three times. And that was Christopher Reeves playing Superman. Oh, yeah. He did it four times. After this movie, Hugh Jackman and um, Patrick Stewart tied with Christopher Reeves for that title. And then, of course, Hugh Jackman went on to far exceed that with the second Wolverine movie and yeah. all the other X-Men's that he was a part of. So Hugh Jackman is now the only person to play the same superhero the most in any series. Whew. Does it, would would Ian McKellen count that in in the Lord of the Rings? Because he was in all of them. But it wasn't superhero. True. And people would uh, argue on the Marvel side with. Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. But Hugh Jackman played Wolverine more than Robert Downey played Yeah. I think one movie. Uh, I think so. I mean, he made a cameo at the end of. I think it was The Incredible Hulk. I think you made a cameo, so I don't know if that actually counts or not. No, that, that's still playing in that role. Oh, okay. But Hugh Jackman also made a cameo in... First Class. First Class, so that counts. Yeah. And he also played Wolverine, technically, in a Deadpool movie. Oh, that's right, you did. That was hilarious. And they went back to revisit the scene yeah. This Deadpool first showed up with the doors, and Deadpool just shut. Like, hey, don't worry about it. I got it. You're good. Which fucks with the timeline again. The whole timeline, like everything time-wise in those movies, is so messed up. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. More fun facts. Both the Comic Con and official trailer feature scores from the film that were released in 2007. Comic Con trailer features Come and Get Them by Taylor Bates. Tyler. Huh? Tyler. Oh, excuse me. Tyler Bates, thank you. Uh, 300 score. <laughs> of the movie 300. The same music. Uh, the official trailer features Sunrise. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. From John Murphy's score for Danny Boyle's Sunrise. So they took music from other movies. Huh. Oh, uh, let's see. Ah, here we go. So, Lave Schreiber, who played Victor, or Sabretooth in this movie, which, by the way, I believe was the best yeah. I liked Lee's uh, 
condition. Oh yeah, wholeheartedly. But anyway, so originally they were going to give him a muscle suit. A, yeah. A prosthetic to make him bigger than Hugh Jackman. Yeah. But he was like, no, I don't want that. I want it to be real like Hugh Jackman. Yeah. So what did he do? He got the uh, regiment that Hugh went through to get as big as he did for Yeah, no, he's not a small guy at all. Because he went through a regiment before the movie started, Minus too. Minus the first one. But yeah. for this one, he went through a regiment, yeah, too. that's why he's a lot bigger yeah. than he was in the original X-Men movie. Um, but Hugh Jackman is six foot. Or, yeah, right, six, six I think so, yeah. Oh, my God. I am so sorry for all that. Um, but yeah, anyway, Hugh Jackman's about six foot six one. That's why, like, in the original movie, they actually had to uh, put him further away from the camera than the guy that played Scott, Summers, to make him look, to make Scott look like he's at or above yeah. Wolverine. Because Wolverine's actually one of the shorter X-Men in the comic series and yeah. in the animated universe. <laughs> but he's taller than damn near everybody. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, um, but they ended up stopped. They just said, fuck it all. But yeah, no. Um, and Leave, I think, is right about the same, like 6162. You gonna look that up? Yes, I am, because I'm very curious now. Uh, but anyway, so yeah. Uh, Hugh Jackman gave Schraber his diet of high protein and workout regimen, uh, which Schraber called the genocide of chickens. Oh, that's hilarious! Because of all, because uh, he had to. By the end of Schra- by in the end, Schraber gained thirty five pounds and had to buy several new suits due to his back gaining several inches in width. He's 6'3". Schraber? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. And uh, Hugh Jackman's about 6'6". Six six oh, it just popped up. There. Okay, that is not what I was looking for. What are you looking at over there? No, I what hit... kind of weird porn are you looking at? I hit the G twice. No, actually, sure. Hugh is 6'3", too. Oh, so they're the same height? Yeah. Wow. So they had to do some extra shit to make Schraber look like two inches taller than Wolverine who said who <laughs> okay so Wolverine is in the original comic books is to be 5'3 I'm taller than Wolverine I feel I feel better yeah <laughs> I'm 5'9 I'm 5'5 and a half yeah so owls if you're listening Wolverine's supposed to be like your height Wow. That's something right there. Yeah, he's... Well, you gotta remember, though, um, in the true origins, like, during the comic series, um, the family was actually Scott. 
like it's true they were from like that area like the scottish isles the british isles so they were a lot shorter back then yeah especially in the eight, 17 1800s so they really had to do some work around to make Liev taller because he than hugh because he when you they're when they're st- side by side he's literally like a whole head over hugh jackman they must have did something to his boots maybe he does move a lot slower when they're not doing CGI movements. Like that might be animalistic it. movements. Yeah, that might be it. Uh, let's see. And then here's a quote from Lee. I can't fit in my favorite suit now, but I felt like I owned it to, or I owed it to the genre to be big. And he was fucking huge. I mean... Sabretooth is huge. The difference, I like what Liev did in this movie as Sabretooth, but also like the way Sabretooth looked in United, because that's that was the way he was supposed. Comic. Yeah, that's how he was supposed to look. Long uh, mountain chops, long like flowing golden locks like even the eyebrows like oh how massive and burly they were yeah like i liked how that is but i also like what liev did with Sabretooth in this movie as far as his mannerisms yeah i definitely like that all right let's see what else we got here um oh uh will i am accidentally punched the camera while filming the fight scene and scarred his knuckles well, at least you got something to remember the movie by. Yeah, because, of course, by this point, this was, what, 2000? What year did this one come out? Um, I have no idea. It came out in 2009. So by this point, he's coming off of his musical career. Like, he's coming, like, from... Uh, Black Eyed Peas and yeah. his solo career, he's coming down because I think his song uh, Wake Me Up when it's November or something like that was his last song that I saw on TV. I think so. During the MTV era. I can't, it's been so long. But yeah, so he's coming, he's well coming off of his music career by this point and I'm guessing that's when he moved into the theatrical side because he was moving more towards production anyway. After Lauren Hill took off um, from the Black Eyed Peas and everything, yeah. But yeah, so that was that's fun. Uh, let's see what else. With this film, Hugh Jackman emerges as the first actor to be credited as playing a comic book hero in four consecutive films since Christopher Reeves as Superman. Dang. Uh, Patrick Stewart also appears in these film in this film. And the third previous X-Men films, though his appearance isn't, is uncredited. So technically, this film, Hugh takes the lead. And, but even though Patrick Stewart technically was in it. Yeah. But wasn't it a CGI Patrick Stewart? To make him look younger. His voice, his resemblance, all was there. So Yeah, it's just to make him look younger. But again, he's not in the wheelchair. Yeah. It will never be cleared, movie-wise, when when he's in the wheelchair. Like, they do it in First Class in Days of Future Past. But, but if we're going by the 
the first uh, X-Men movies, we don't know. Yeah, because right now, we all we know are the original three. Right. In the, as far as the way everything's going right now. And still, even in Origins, he still doesn't have the wheelchair. So yeah. we may never know. Because right now, it's the 80s. So yeah, this is 81, and he's not in the wheelchair. But right. we'll, when we talk about next week, Days of Future Past, when it first presume or first, first class, or first class, yes. when it shows him actually what causes his injury. I'm so excited. Uh, and we get the new cast as well. The first appearance of the new cast. First class in Apocalypse are my favorites of the new ones. Out of the new cast? I have watched those so many times. It is very, very bad. <laughs> it is so bad. But First Class, out of the new ones, is my favorite. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else can we pull from this before I get to the last one? Oh, uh, in this film, William Stryker says to Wade Wilson, Wilson, if it weren't for that mouth... You'd be the perfect soldier. This is a reference to Wilson's alter ego, Deadpool, and his nickname in the comics as the Merc with the Mouth. Well, at least they tried. They 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 did try, and the they still failed. Yeah, they failed miserably. But Ryan Reynolds was the perfect is like the perfect Deadpool. Well, you know what's funny is when he started to become of age was when. Deadpool, well, the rumor or in the comics when Deadpool in the comics was born yeah. was the same year that Ryan Reynolds was born. Jeez. Oh, man. Yes. Uh, let's see. In the rear window of old couple's truck is a sticker, not all of those who wander are lost. I saw that. I did too, and I and I did read that, and I'm like, that's a nice quote, interesting quote, but still a nice quote. So this, I guess, because during this time, Ian is shooting Lord of the Rings in 2009. Hence why he was not uh, in this one. I think so so many movies but that quote for those of you who don't know actually came from a verse or a a script line of aragon in the lord of the rings so i'm thinking they did it as an ode to ian no because return of the king came out in 2003 maybe it was the hobbit no yeah he was still in the hobbit no, I know he was in the... But I'm, I'm thinking, though, that um, that's what they were... They put that quote there for, as allude to Ian playing in The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah, because The Hobbit didn't come out until 2012. So, yeah, that was towards Ian, because he might have been doing some another project around that time. Well, you got to think, the first three movies were being filmed simultaneously. Yeah, but that was also a very popular time for him, though. Yeah, true. 
But yeah, so in the 80s, they had an ode to Ian and the Lord of the Rings franchise. Maybe purposefully, maybe accidentally. Who knows? Huh. Uh, let's see. Uh, we don't care about the screenplay. We know about those. The credit. We talked about those. I didn't know that. Hmm. That I did not know that either. So the brown and yellow motorcycle jacket that Wolverine wore throughout this movie is considered a clear homage to the brown and yellow costume worn by Wolverine in the comics. Oh. So I did know that Wolverine was one of the only ones that wore brown versus either blue, black, or green. Yeah. Outside of the traditional yellow or gold that the X-Men wore, but because um, the earlier uh, versions of the comic book Wolverine always wore brown and yellow. Yeah. To separate himself as the animal. Um, but I did not put the two and two together with the brown and yellow of the jacket. I, no, I didn't either, but I was looking at the one below it, actually. <laughs> what, the Mercedes? Yeah. So it says... Uh, here, you say. Um, in one scene, you can see an old black Mercedes Benz driving around, the same car that Charles and Eric drove at the beginning of the of X Men: The Last Stand. I don't remember seeing a what fucking scene was that. I don't know because I never paid attention enough for the car. Yeah. everything was going on so i'm trying to think back and i'm like wh when was there a black mercedes uh but that's i, uh, I kind of like knowing that though and they considered this the second film that hugh jackman played the title character uh first being van helsing in 2004 that was a good movie i don't care what anybody says it was okay it was a good movie. It was okay. It was a good movie. Uh, let's see. Marvel com our Marvel character Emma Frost makes a brief appearance uh, towards the end of the movie when they're in the when the kids are in the cages. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see her where she frosts up the cage walls. Mm. Kayla's sister is named Emma. No, that's a different one. No, I know. And has the ability to change her skin to diamond. Where Emma Frost has telepathic powers, including reading minds and controlling others' thoughts. Wait, what? The ability to transform into diamond-like state is a secondary mutation unrelated to her... Uh, telepathy. She is unable to use her telepathy in the diamond form. Emma Frost's character will return in X-Men First Class. Yeah. So it makes a brief appearance towards the end. Yeah, that's that's the one who so goes they're diamond. Say, so they're saying that the Silver Fox's sister is actually Emma Frost. In in this movie, yeah. The the one the one that you're talking about, the one that has like 
the living in an ice cube, that's yeah. a totally different mutant. Emma Frost is the Diamond Girl, is Kayla's sister. That's what I was telling you before. No shit. That's why See, I that, never put the diamond thing because I always knew about it's, um, it's, her telepathy and stuff. That's why I was like, wait, that, what? That's not. That's Emma? why it's so interesting after when we watch. When we go to watch. When we first watch class. First Class, because she's in that movie as an adult, working for the the villain in this movie, and we get. But like that's what's so interesting about it, is that she's a kid basically here, and then all of a sudden, I think like what first class is supposed to be set in the sixties, seventies. I think you said. Yeah, I think so. And this is in the like late seventies, and she's a kid here. Yeah. Like this is why it's so confusing. Yeah, because no. she's a she's a teen. She's yeah. In this one, on the close-up where she's helping Scott direct and protecting him from the gunfire, yeah, she looks like she's about 14, 15. Yeah. In 81. Yeah. So if that's the case, then she was born in late 60s, early 70s. Right. But in the 60s and 70s, she's a grown, beautiful woman. Hmm. Um, oh, uh, Hugh Jackman and Kate Beckinsale and Van Helsing, I'm all for it now. That's, I gotta say, that's what draw drew me to that movie was Kate Beckinsale. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Mm, yummy, yummy, yum. I apologize for all audio listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's, that's what I was telling you before oh, about shit. Emma Frost. So fucking crazy. So, I never knew that the Emma Frost. Mm-hmm. Her abilities is turning her skin her diamond. to diamond, which blocks out all telepath powers. To include her own ability to use it. Because that's what no. they're saying here is no, she's no, no, not no, no, able no. to. No, in here is what they're saying. In, in this, she is not able to use but it. But in first class, she does. But she just, so it's kind of, it. her ability to tra transform her skin to diamond is kind of like Magneto putting on his helmet. Right. It doesn't prevent her from using her telepath. It abilities. prevents other telepaths. It prevents Charles. Oh. Spoilers. But yeah, so this is what I was telling you about why I was so confused and also why I'm so excited for this movie because the we see her more. The real the, the real, real Emma Frost in the next movies. Right. Okay. All right. Uh oh, I did not the next one, Victor Creed i.e. Sabretooth, was never referred to as Sabretooth in this film. Mm-hmm. It's always been Victor. No shit. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed that while watching it. I'm like... They but in the never... last one, they did. In... Last Stand in this or United? United. They referred to him as That was when they were in the Statue of Liberty, right? Yeah. Yeah, United. They... Yeah, when they when they got hit, were when um him and Rogue were traveling down the uh wooded road. Yeah, when they get attacked by him, then yeah, so that's when he's as um referred to as Sabretooth, never Victor, but now as that oh, he is. Mm -hmm. Hello, Cherry. You came in right as we were getting everything together to finish up, but thank you for coming by. 
Hi. By the way, Cherry, this is Unreal Style, TTB, uh, Jordan. Yo. So definitely go check hers out. Oh, damn. Yeah, my new co-host. Well, I... Hello. Yeah, my new co-host. Uh, Alice yes. is, is kind of taking a a more administrative seat uh, in helping out. So thank you to Alice for everything that you've done, my dear. But yeah, so she's... We've got Jordan now as a face. Yep. I'm now showing my face. Yeah, it's the, weird. Since Yeah, last week was the first time. Yeah. Uh, oh, here we go. In this movie, the character of Kayla Silverfox is referred to as her sister, or refers to her sister, Emma, but in the Marvel Universe, they are not related. Hmm. Shocker. Yeah, big shocker there. This is the only thing I hate about the X-Men universe is they're not keeping to the original storylines at all. Yeah, because Wolverine and Victor aren't even related. Yeah, but in this one, they're considered brothers. No, no. Which is fucking stupid. Yeah. They are not related. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, let's see. What do we got? Anything that pops out at you? In the bedroom of young James, you can see a Wolverine as one of his pictures on the wall. And Wolverines are weird creatures to have pictures of. I mean, to be fair, he's in Canada. Oh, yeah, true. It's like badgers in America. It's like, why would you have a fucking badger? Yeah, but... Because Wolverines and badgers are almost the same in a sense, but they're not. Yeah, but it's just like th those little things that you don't realize just like foreshadow everything that happens Yeah, in the movie, and it's pretty cool. Because in the first scene, they don't call him Logan. Nope, they call him Jimmy or Jimmy James. Jimmy or James, yeah. Because that's actually his name apparently is James, uh, what was it? Howlett. Howlett. Or Howlett. Howlett. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Wolverine's real name. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Carl Urban and Gerard Butler were both considered for the part of Victor Creed. I don't know about Carl Urban, but Gerard Butler... The Gladiator? No, Spartan. The Gladiator is Russell Crowe. Well, there's two. Yeah, But yes, the Spart... Uh, what was it? Um... Uh, what the fuck was his name in Spark in 300? Leonidas. Leonidas. Thank you. Jesus. Fuck. I'm just, I'm just like waiting for it. I'm uh, like. It, it wasn't going to click anytime soon. I know. But yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Oh. Uh, Michelle Monaghan was offered the role of Kayla Silverfox, Wolverine's lover. But. Had to turn it down due to scheduling conflicts. Who the fuck is this? I don't know. I bet we're both going to be like, oh my god, when yeah, we see it. pretty much. That's usually, it's because I didn't know, I couldn't remember David Harbour. Who is that? 
She's she played in um, the one where she's got the tattoos all over her body, and they're like clues. Uh, hold on. No, that's Jamie Alexander. Da, 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 da. What is she? Pixel. She played in Pixel, s- Source Code. I never saw that. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, There's there- got to be more. There we go. Uh... I'm not. Black Sight, Nanny, Crap Legacy, Asaya, TV series. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not. Oh, Mission Impossible. Never she was in the newer seen one. <laughs> I don't have a single thing. I've, I have. Yeah, I... Blindsided. I have yet to see a movie that I've seen her in. The other Mission Impossible, so she played a dual credit there. I have never seen the Mission Impossible movies. Are you shitting me? Oh. Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Yep, I've seen that one. I don't like Tom Cruise all that much. Apparently. I, d- I don't like him all that much. Oh, she was in Law and Order SVU. Hey, look at that. Yeah, there you go. Huh. Okay, so I've seen her in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. But that's about it. Wow. Mm-hmm. She's gorgeous, though. She really is. So, uh, yeah. Pixel, Best of Me. I've surprisingly seen Every Breath You Take. Yeah, I... Yeah, that's that's all I've seen. Yeah, that... Uh, yeah. I I I I don't. What was the movie I was talking, or the series I was talking about with the tattoos all over her body? That is with Jamie Alexander, and that is I I know what it is, but I cannot remember the name. Oh, she was born. Oh, she was in Born Supremacy too. Haven't seen the Born movies either. Sahara, that's where I remember her from. Okay, never mind. That's not Sahara. Yeah, you know what I mean. That movie, though, I call it Sahara. I don't know why. I don't know either, because I don't know how you can get that. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm done with you. Done. <laughs> oh. All right, let's see. Yeah, we got that. Scott Atkins doubled in as for Wade Wilson. Oh wow, their faces are pretty close. Especially with the cosmetic makeup over the mouth and the ball cap. I can see it. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah, here we go. In the Africa scene. A young girl with black skin and white hair believed to be a young storm. See, that would have screwed up the the, the first movie's timelines so much more. And why she didn't remember Logan? Yeah. Wait, hold on. What you see? Cody Smith McF- 
Murphy was originally cast as the as the young James Howlett, but turned it down to film the road, to film the road, and was replaced with Troy Sivan. However, he is cast as a young Nightcrawler in Brian Singer's X Men Apocalypse. So he, this guy played wow. two different iconic characters. He he would have. He would have. He, he would have played. Yeah. He, yeah. That's kind of cool. That would have been awesome, though. That, it really would have. Huh. All right, so here we go. The film takes place in 1845, 1860, 1910, 1944, 1973, 1979, and it didn't say, but 1981. Jesus. No wonder we couldn't figure out the dates all over the place. Hmm. Lev Schraber had studied to be a fight cor- choreographer and wanted to be a dan- a dancer like Hugh Jackman. So he enjoyed developing and filming the Logan Creed fights. Nice. So Lev Schraber choreographed their fights. I like it. That's awesome. I like it. Oh, here we go. No, I just paraphrased it. Never mind. What? Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, that. No. Brian Cox was interested in reprising his role as William Stryker from X2 X-Men United. Using the digital skin grafting VFX used in the last film on Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. The filmmakers thought it would be easier and cheaper to cast a younger actor instead and hired Danny Huston. I would have loved it if Brian Cox came back. Brought back the old man. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, they would have CG'd him, but like, I would have really enjoyed it. He made Striker. Yeah, he was the first Striker. Yeah. Dang. Gambit, Cyclops, and Emma were the only credited prisoners of Striker's Island. Yeah, well, if you don't count Jason, but you don't really know it's Jason. Before Striker kills the general, he wipes his hand over a frozen... Oh, his son, yes. Yeah. You just got your sticker? Good. I haven't even gotten my sticker. (laughs) Wow. I was going to wait till the end, but here. It came today. Aw, thank you. (laughs) Yes, yes. Okay, so in the the package delivery from the giveaway I did on my personal channel... um, I use, I put Grifflin as the first name and Payne as the last name. I love it. That's great. Hold that. I'm trying not to hurt this thing. There we go. Woohoo! So pretty. Love it. All right, back in here you go, sweetie. 
Yeah, so these stickers are a little bit smaller than what I had available on the other um, platform. But I think I can make them a little bit bigger because the other ones were like three inch stickers. Those are one inch. Yeah, I still have the ones that you gave me when you came down. I still have those. And I have it on Snapchat, but I didn't want to. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, Remy LeBeau, Gambit's last name is French for the handsome. Shocker. Uh, by the way, they did. I, I believe in this one. They casted a wonderful actor to play Gambit. They I, did. I thought he did a fantastic job giving the Cajun portrayal of the character. I think his accent could have been a little bit thicker though, because in the comics. And oh, in yeah, the it's, teach, it's and real it's southern bayou. It, it's real like the full blown out like Cajun. Yeah, like uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I'm not like I I can normally like pull it off, but I'm just like no, my head hurts. I'm like no, not today, not tonight. Um. Oh, here we go. See, I was right. It was Quicksilver, the one that was bound. And shaking all over the place. That makes no sense. Because in and the 80s, does... in the eighties, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and Wanda are still in their country in the eighties. Okay, this is kind of interesting because also Banshee, teen with tape over his mouth, he's in first class. And Toad. Now, Toad is about right, being a small boy. Toad, you do, we do see him in United, I think. Yeah. We see him in United. And another thing, though, is, uh, what is, where is her name? Psylocke, an East Asian girl with blue and purple streaks in her hair. We actually see her um, in Apocalypse. It's a and grown woman. Whirlwind, who is the one doing the tornado. Yep. Um. Oh, in his cage. However, other fans believe it to be Riptide. I don't think we ever. But that was an uncredited character, so there's no real, I guess, hard yeah. evidence there. And then Dust, a South Asian girl, seen frozen in her cage. Whirlwind was an Iron Man villain. Yes. Uh, what was it? Iron, the original Iron Man movie? It was either the original or three. No, it was, no, it was either one or two. Oh, God. Because no three was when he was going against, um, not the sheep. What's the, the racetrack and everything? Oh, um, God, what was his name? Mickey Rourke's character. Mm -hmm. I can't remember his name. I can't do it. My See, mom. I'm not the only one with brain farts here. No one wasn't. Mm -mm. Whip, whiplash. whiplash. Okay, never mind. Okay, so I'm confusing yeah. myself now, too. Yeah, because Whirlwind is right for this. It's just, well, he got us mixed up. Again, Griff, this is where X-Men is Marvel. And MCU is just not accrediting the X-Men in any form or fashion until... Yes. Until the new Doctor Strange movie. Oh, lordy. 
So we'll get into that later too, or later on. Supposedly, <laughs> listen. If you're watching, if you watch the right, uh, the correct or the proper um, trailer, yeah, you hear Patrick Stewart's voice. Oh yeah, no, and you in do. The, in any Marvel universe, there's only one character he is. Oh yeah, no, you wholeheartedly do. And it makes sense to the comic books because the Illuminati, Professor X, is a part of the Illuminati. Yeah. No, you, we, you wholeheartedly hear his voice. There's like a huge thing that blew up when that first dropped. So it is, there's literally only one person it could be. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we talked about that. There's a lot of like... Doubles in Yeah. There. Maggie Q was considered for the role of Kayla Silverfox. And they make up a new character for him. No, they don't. They won't. They can't. And anything Marvel, X-Men, or Mutants, or Powers, they can't. I'm sorry. They won't. I promise you they won't. No, they can't. Well, they could, but they're not going to. Well, yeah, if they do, though, like, they have to choose someone. They would have to choose, like, James McAvoy. Yeah. Because he is, like, he does Professor X justice in the movies. As a younger version, yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's see. I don't see. The film's version of Deadpool is in line with his comic version. Member of Team X, a wacky mercenary who is experimented on with the revision of his gains. Oh, wait. With the revision that he gains the powers of other mutants, and Stryker has his mouth sewn shut, a move Lauren Schuler Donner disliked. Although in the post credit scenes, it's shown that the seal that was covering his mouth was broken, allowing him to speak again. He even breaks the fourth wall, an ability he has in the comics to tell the audience, shh. Yeah. So which. That's, yeah. that's really the only thing that's rendition of Deadpool. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, okay, so yeah, it does make sense, though, with um, abilities of other mutants uh, that I do remember in the uh, common, comic books uh, talking about him and Team, uh, Team X. Yeah. Um, but it, it was literally a, a series of comic books that was not very popular at all in the Deadpool lineage. <laughs> um, so here you go. The telepath Emma Frost had, was going to have a major role in Last Stand, but when... Brett Ratner replaced Brian Singer as the film's director. She was removed from the film. And to make up for her removal, she appeared in a cameo in the film and has a major role in First Class. Oh, yeah. She was revised by, or to be Kayla Silverfox's sister in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this indirect indirectly explains Kayla's telepathic abilities uh, when in the comics Kayla only has 
a healing ability and weapon skills. Ironically, Emma herself shows no indication of telepathy in this film. Yeah, they screwed up her character a bit. Of both of their characters. Yeah, they they just it's. Uh, I get what they were trying to do because they needed a reason. To for, manipulate Logan. Yeah, they needed a re- reason for it, and using her sister, who is also a mutant, as it that that works, you know. But at the same time, it's like you guys are like grasping at straws and taking characters that are that that don't need to be changed and it's like eh. i like the movies but it's just like eh. eh. but i mean i don't know it's like it makes sense in the movies what they did and everything but it just kills it for later movies that they make well plus two um if I remember correctly, too, Silver Fox and Logan never become entangled, like, love-wise. Who? Kayla Silver Fox. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Logan, Wolverine, never become a thing, because they meet multiple times. Yeah, no, they never come a thing. There's a lot of, like, there's a chemistry between Magneto and Mystique. They've never become a thing. Yeah, Mystique, Mystique was and one of the first to have Saber- daddy issues. Mystique and Sabretooth. They have a son. I forgot about that. But he's not a mutant. And he becomes an advocate against mutants. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Like, um... Because they hated... Well, Mystique, more particularly than Victor, hated their son because he didn't have any mutant abilities. Mm-hmm. And, and then... that's when he grew up hating mutants because his dad of course victor was never there mm-hmm. but mystique just hated him and shunned him and that's why he advocated against it in the comic books mm-hmm. i forgot about that one mm-hmm. like there's so many things that they could have done like like for instance like Cade, he's supposed to be uh, Jean Grey and Scott Summers' kid. Hmm. In the comics. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be their kid. He's not. Nope. And he's supposed to be a powerful mutant, but he's not. Yeah, because they are both considered... Well, he's not Omega level in most of the comics. It wasn't until way after in later renditions of the series of different offsprays of the comic series that Cyclops became an Omega level. Yeah. But Jean Grey has pretty much always been yeah. an Omega level uh, mutant uh, or class five. Yeah. But like, so like they, they, they changed and have pulled characters and done things. And it's just like, you have all the material right there. You Literally every, all, you every have, version there can be of any of these mutants. Exactly. Like, you have everything, and it's just like, why? Because like, when I found out Mystique and Nightcrawler were mother and son, I looked back on the movies, and I'm like, what? No, this can't be true. And I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I'm reading it, and I'm like, Wasn't oh. it a 90s version of the comics and during the animated series that they made that known? 
the animated series, yeah, because I remember watching, I think it was X-Men Unlimited, I remember watching, and um, Rogue finds out that her adopted mother is Mystique. And, like, Mystique, I remember one scene, like, where Mystique is, like, frozen in stone, and, like, they want to find a way to, you know, like, get her out of it. And Rogue ends up pushing her over the edge and destroying her. But Nightcrawler is, like, ups- like seriously upset about it and crying about it because he wanted to save his mom. Like, it's like, mind you, I'm probably off a little bit because it's been years since well, I've I mean, seen it's this. It's been damn near two decades for me since I actually yeah. read most of the comics and watched the TV series. Yeah. yeah so it's been, it's been almost 20 years now. Actually, it's been over 20 years since the X-Men uh, animated series was a thing. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah. 20 years. So, like, most people don't know that Mystique had a son who wasn't a mutant. Like, two mutants had a kid who wasn't a mutant. So, like, that's pretty, like, big. Well, plus, they weren't considered anything above a uh, class one mutant anyway. Well, I mean, but... Magneto had uh, two kids with... I don't think she was a mutant. I don't think Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver's mother was a mutant. Unless no. So, and then in turn created literally one of the most powerful, one of the many powerful mutants in Marvel. Scarlet Witch can literally, like, redo every, like, fabric of time. I mean, we see that in WandaVision. Right. So, and then, you know, have he has another kid... Polaris, who -hmm. controls metal like him. Yeah. And I believe something else or something. Aren't Magneto's kids? Yeah, they are. What are you talking about? Look it up. Look it up. Uh, Let's see. Let y'all both look that up. (laughs) Oh, so Patrick Stewart's cameo at the end of the film was actually shot in London against a green screen. Seriously? So he wasn't even there during all of this. And they say the body count in the in this movie is 88 dead bodies throughout the entire movie. Hmm. So here in this in the and this both Marvel cinematic universes, so X-Men's universe and MCU, of course, they are not um, Magneto's children because they are Maximoffs. Right. But in the comic series is where it depicts um, Petro and Wanda. What, yeah. What's her birth name? It's Wanda. It is? Mm-hmm. Pietro and Wanda Maximoff. Yeah, so they were actually Magneto's children. Oh, I see what he's saying. I see what he's saying. Okay, so this is what I just found right here. Um, on both Marvel dot com and on the on Wikipedia, like officially Wikipedia. Um, this is from Wikipedia dot org. During the nineteen sixties, she and Quicksilver are said to be the mutant twin offspring of 
two human Romani parents. I am going to butcher that name. Django. Django? Okay. And Maria Maximoff. Later, it is said the children were adopted, given to the Maximoffs by the geneticists called the High Evolutionary, leaving their true parentage a mystery. So, so we don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Possibly. Because it says in Marvel that they are... Yeah, no, it was in the comic series as well that Quicksilver, they didn't say Wanda was, but, but Quicksilver they... was his child. But Which... it alluded to in the comic series that he had twin that him and his uh, woman at the time, during his like middle age, like 30s. Yeah. So the younger Magneto. Yeah. Um, when he was away from Charles and everything, doing his own thing, yeah, is when he had this love affair hmm. and had uh, Petro and Wanda. And when he came back, he left her behind because he thought they did. They were dead. Remember in the uh, oh stories? yeah okay yeah now I remember yeah 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 I remember so that he part. Them dead. Yeah. Hence why he just walked away and. That's probably where the other side, where the evolutionary took over, grabbed them up, and then adopted them out. There are so many sides. Oh, yeah. There's so many sides. You can barely keep up with anything. Um, last little bit from the moviephone.com. Uh, let's see. There was... One of the big ones in here I was trying to send you to launch is the X-Men Origins prequel movie. Oh, here we go. Originally, Fox intended to launch an entire series of Origins. That's why this is called X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, the projects were canceled and portions of... Uh, and portions of the planned X-Men origin, Origins Magneto... Magneto were instead used for the 2011 X-Men First Class. I think that actually worked out better in First Class's favor. Yeah. Because we get to see Magne- we get to see everything from Well, see, X First Class wasn't a Fox movie, was it? Cuz this was during that transition period. I think it happened after the transition. I Hence think That's why it was scrapped. Yeah. Because the origin stories, it was, if I remember correctly, when before they came out with Wolverine's origin, they were talking about doing Magneto, Xavier, and um, Jean Grey. I think I remember hearing about that. But of course, we've got the Dark Phoenix, and we've got First Class and Days of Future Past Yeah. for Magneto and um, Charles Xavier. And their origins. Well, I mean, technically, we get a little bit of a well, we get a little bit of a glimpse of Charles' story in the for, beginning of for, first in, class. Yeah, but it kind of all wraps up in Days of Future Past. I don't remember that movie. I when I first saw that movie, I was at Job Corps, mm. just starting out, and we were doing like paperwork and like 
going to the nurse, make sure we all check down, blah, 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 blah. So we were being pulled in and out of the classroom. So while this movie's playing, we're being pulled out and I'm doing all these things. And I'm like, I just want to sit here and watch a movie. So I didn't actually really get to see that one. So it's going to be an interesting... So you, you'll be technically watching it for the first time when we watch it. Uninterrupted, yeah. You can find me on Twitch at Unreal Style TTV. Uh, currently, currently um, I will be doing a rework. Um, and then as for Twitter, it is Unreal Style One. Um, that is all I have at the moment. For I have lost my um, TikTok access. Yeah, I forgot what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so but i am on tiktok um as unreal style um it's still there it's still working i just can't remember my login but i mean i've got some good plays on there so. all right um again thank you all for joining us and next week we will be doing the live recording for x-men first class i'm so excited this is going to be the first cinematic movie that has all of the new cast um that play the different characters professor x magneto uh, jennifer lawrence as mystique or raven and a lot of the younger renditions of the characters I just hit my elbow. For all audio listeners, Joker just basically hit his funny bone on the desk and it was hilarious. Fuck you. I guess I'll keep that one in. Anyway, um, and I wanted to also give a shout out to the editor of our transcripts for anybody uh, looking at the transcripts in audio land in the show notes. Uh, Deaf Girl. You can find her at deafgirlgaming at gmail.com if you have anything that you want her to look at. She also does some drawings, and she plays games on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv backslash deafgirl. It's D... Wait, how, do, how does she spell that? Oh, D-E-A-F-G-R-L. Yes. So that is deafgirl... And again, that is spelled D-E-A-F-G-R-L. So if you want to check her out on Twitch, she plays a lot of Phasmophobia um, in games like that. So.